0: Well, the first few times this week that I read this familiar passage from Matthew about Jesus walking on water, not a thing honestly came to me about what this miracle with Jesus and the disciples and Peter and his doubts, what they had to do with me or all of us today. Maybe the calm moment Jesus spends by himself up on the mountain before the storm is like so much of the boredom that some are feeling right now. But I don't think Jesus was necessarily bored in that moment, and I know that my quiet time doesn't look at all like Jesus' quiet time. Maybe it's that there's a storm on the water, and our lives feel like a storm, or there's a boat, and I've been on a boat before. But that's simply way too basic, and I don't think anyone wants to hear about all the times that I haven't caught fish on a boat. But eventually, I did notice something. And it was something that I noticed for the first time, but I'm sure has caught some of your eyes before. What I noticed was that when Peter begins to fall, when he became frightened and he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus responds not only by catching the falling disciple, but he then accuses Peter of having little faith. This confused me for a moment, and I think this is interesting for two reasons. First, the thought came to me that Peter's faith was actually pretty strong and in the right place in a sort of way. At least when he felt helpless, as he began to sink to his death, he instantly called out to Jesus, and he called Jesus Lord. So where is his lack of faith in that moment? Perhaps Jesus is referring to Peter's lack of faith in Peter. In his own ability to walk on the water. Or maybe it's Peter's lack or initial lack of faith in Jesus's identity as Lord, because after all, Peter was initially testing Jesus, saying, if you're really the Messiah, then you'll miraculously make me walk on water. Regardless of what Peter was thinking or what he was doubting, and things did indeed fall apart. And Peter lost control, and he began to sink down into the stormy waters. And this brings me to the second takeaway from this passage, and the most important one of all. And it's that Jesus catches him. Despite his lack of faith in himself, perhaps, his distrust or lack of faith in Jesus' ability to make him walk on water, or in the midst of the storm raging around him, despite all of it, Jesus still catches Peter. And this lack of faith in ourselves as an idea, it's uh, this sense uh, that we're falling apart or that much of life around us is. It reminds me of so many conversations that I've had recently during this pandemic with folks who feel as if their lives have been placed on hold. Either their jobs have or their relationships have in some way, And along with that life stoppage has come a loss of identity for many. Who am I if I can't provide for my family? Who am I if I can't teach my students? Who am I if I can't touch my patients or hold my grandchildren? Who am I if I can't lead this congregation in worship or hold your hand in the hospital? Whether you're lacking faith or identity in yourself or faith in the world around you or if you're in the midst of a chaotic storm in your family or maybe your crash feels like it's coming from boredom and loneliness as life seems to have been put on pause. Regardless of what you're going through and what you're thinking, what we hear today in the Gospel of Matthew is that Jesus will indeed catch you. And that tells you all you need to know about who you truly are. HBO Sports just came out with a timely documentary called The Weight of Gold. It's narrated by Michael Phelps. And it's about the widespread mental health issues of Olympic athletes. And it begins with talk about COVID and how with the Olympics postponed for the first time ever, Fear and uncertainty, disruption and isolation have all hit this community of athletes hard. These athletes whose entire existence was dependent on performing well, who are no longer able to perform at all. Sean White, that fantastic, red-haired, gold medal-winning snowboarder, said that this isn't a new struggle, however. Because win or lose the day after the Olympics, I always felt a dramatic emptiness, White says. If everything in your life has been built around one moment, and that one moment is gone or over, regardless of win or loss, what do you have left to do? What do you have left to live for? After every Olympics, there is always an incredible crash, he says. One of the things this documentary focuses on is that these Olympians aren't normal. How they begin their search for greatness at a very young age and how their focus on personal achievement, it's linked to their identity. Of course, these men and women are unique in their physical and mental abilities, but you can't help but watch this and begin to hear your own story in the ups and downs of these athletes' lives. You can't help but think perhaps they actually aren't so unique. Perhaps they're not the only ones who carry some sort of a weight, who struggle with disappointment, who place their own identity and all of their self-worth on some kind of achievement or some kind of success. We all do this in some way, don't we? And these athletes certainly aren't alone in having their world and so much of what they hold dear placed on hold during this pandemic. But the great achievement of this documentary, I think, is that it doesn't take long for you to stop thinking about COVID and in a strange sort of way to stop thinking about athletes and start just thinking about people. Before you know it, you're just thinking about the difficulties of life as we've always known them. And the movie ends with the tragic story of Olympians who have killed themselves or have attempted suicide in the past few years. It ends with a plea for mental health awareness and a sense that everyone involved in the film and just everyone in general out there is longing and waiting for something or waiting for someone to save them. None of this is new. We've always struggled with issues of identity and isolation and fear. The future has always been one that is painfully out of our control. We have and always will be a people in need of hope and comfort. And above all else, we will always be in need of someone catching us when life feels as if it's crashed or if we're simply falling who am I? We often ask ourselves. Well, we're people who need to be caught and picked back up. And we're people who can rely on Jesus to do just that. The good news for us is that whether our faith is strong in the midst of the storm or it takes everything crashing down, including ourselves, for us to only then rely on God. However, we respond to the chaos or the boredom of this year, Jesus is our Lord who will catch us, who will save us. No matter who you are in the midst of the uncertainty and the dissonance of the present moment and of every moment, you are not alone because God keeps showing up in unexpected ways with compassion and with mercy. We may feel less like ourselves than we did five months ago. But God is no less God. God is no less God than when we last gathered in this space here together. God is still God, and grace is still grace. And we still need it. And thankfully, we still have it in Jesus. Amen.